Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Good morning, it's Jason Manford and Steve Edge on Absolute Radio. We've been jet-setting all over the world, Steve. All over the world we've been. Well, we've been Chris. to the same place. We've right. been to the same place. Yeah, via yeah. the same place. Yeah. Um, and uh, but we're back now. We're back, and you're in. Uh, well, is it sunny Twickenham no, today? I don't know. It's gone is it now, now? isn't it? The weather's gone now. Sad it now. That's the end. We of mi- that. I think we've we've missed the, the good weather. I tell you how bad annoying, it is. I bad it is. When... I put my trousers on. on. I put my trousers on. That's how bad it is. Well, once you're out of shorts, that is summer over. Officially over. Yeah. I just put the heating on. Do you keep your shorts on? No, that is that is cold. <laughs> yeah, so I could keep my shorts on. Yeah. Well, when you get back from the Caribbean and you get back to Stockport, it's it's a culture shock. A bit of a culture shock. It's yeah. a, it really is. Um, I've had to take the corona rose out of my hair and everything. Right. Yeah. You it's a real culture anymore. shock here in Stockport. <laughs> no, no, it's all right over there, but it seems wrong when I get when you get home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, it's uh, <laughs> it's. Um, I tell you what's weird, right? Is I don't know why, but when I'm abroad, I bet everyone has this, right? But when you're abroad, when you're on holiday, uh, when you ring home, you want it to be really, really terrible weather. What, just so you can be smug and go? A little bit. And also, I think part of you just thinks, oh, I'm missing out on on my sunshine, (laughs) my British sunshine. Yeah. By You know what I mean? Because you sort of think, oh, I've lost that. I've not actually gained anything here because they're getting sun at home and I'm getting sun. And I'm See, I do the opposite. I make out it's not that good. I ring up, I go, oh, it's hammering down here. Because it was, yeah. wasn't it? You used to do that rain oh, my thing goodness. for 20 minutes and then be dead up. The rain was unbelievable, the rain. But hot, like hot rain. I was in the hot. sea once in the rain. Yeah, I did that as well. It's great, wasn't it? It's great. But it's like being Swimming pelted with sea. hail, wasn't it? It was really sort of heavy rain. Yeah, it hurt. It hurt. Um, so me and Steve have uh, uh, both been filming a TV show uh, separately, separate episodes out in Guadeloupe. Um, contractually, we're not allowed to tell you what it is, but nope. I mean, well, there's not many, is it? No, just Google Guadeloupe <laughs> TV shows. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> literally one hit, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we did that. Although, I mean, again, not to give anything away, but when you see the episodes come out later on in the year, um, I very much landed on my feet with with the part and locations that I got, and Steve. Mm. Landed on my ass, <laughs> <laughs> literally. I mean, literally, yeah. I mean, I can't, again, I can't say, but I, mean, I yeah. wasn't doing the stuff you were doing. <laughs> no, I, I mean, didn't I, have the days off you had off. I mean, I posted this already on social media, so it's not spoiling it. Day one, the only thing I had in the script was uh, Jason's character and this other guy go out on jet skis for an hour. <laughs> uh, that's that's interesting because on my day one, I watched a video of some water skiing. Uh, <laughs> similar. That's what I did. Yeah, it was uh, it very it was a, a lovely lovely couple of weeks. Uh, but we're back now. We're back in Twickenham and Stockport, and we're with you till eleven o'clock this morning on Absolute Radio. This is Jason Manford. This is Absolute Radio, where real music matters. You just come out of quarantine. Like yeah. this is whatever it's called, I've got, yeah, isolation. It's, it's quarantine. I think it's called quarantine. It's quarantine, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I've just gone into it. Fun, two weeks. It? Well, I've got to say, you know, as, as someone who's travels a lot with work and all, I'm sort of quite like the idea that I'm stuck here in a way. I mean, I will, I will it will get to me. I'm sure in yeah. a few days' time. It's not as good as lockdown because lockdown no. you could go to the shop and you could have half an hour exercise. You can't do any of that. No, you're not allowed any of that. You've got to just stay in the spare room. Mm. And but my wife's already. My wife's like. Like livid, 
<laughs> like it's a, like I'm getting an extra holiday. Yeah. Is the Wi-Fi <laughs> not working in this bare room? Look, I would love to change a nappy, love, but COVID. I can't come near you, love. I you can't. Know you know what I mean? So I, nothing I can do. Nothing I can. All I, I'm trying to save the country by watching Netflix. Yeah. In the spare that's room, what I'm so doing. That's that's like the blitz spirit, but just in the spare room. The rest of you crack on. I might watch um, a documentary about the Blitz, actually, yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, it's like, what happens is they, they go out to work and school and then that's when I scurry out of the spare room, like the borrowers. Yeah, just get some cheese and then go yeah. back, like a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically, that's what I'm like. I'm like, just, just sat here like a, like a cuckoo. Mm. You know, when they... Uh, Wait for the to... front door latch to... <laughs> yeah, and mm. then, I, then I get the, the run of the house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very it's exciting. <laughs> it's exciting. Um, but it was... Um, no, it was it was lovely in, uh, in Guadalupe. It was, it was, uh, the, the filming days were hard work, but the, the, the days in between, crikey, what an absolute treat uh, of a job. It felt, we felt very lucky to be there, um, even though I don't believe in luck. Uh, I had, had a big argument about whether luck exists or not. Did you? Yeah, I don't know. You just have end up have end up having a random argument with um, Kelvin Fletcher off of Emmerdale and Strictly. About uh, luck, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like random. Just that's the that's the thing about our job. Sometimes you does, just he, find does he believe in luck? Does yeah, he, he believes in luck. Well, that's and interesting. It's lucky that you found somebody to be, find it with the contraposition, isn't it? Well, that's, that's true. That yeah. is lucky. I believe I believe that uh, you know luck is where preparation and opportunity meet. Okay. That's what mm. I think. It sounds like the opening of a sort of PowerPoint speech in a sort of back room <laughs> of a holiday inn. You've got, you got two hours to finish before the, uh, the speed awareness course starts. <laughs> just crack through it. <laughs> I just think saying that like, you're lucky in any job or any, any walk of life uh, is it like, does a disservice to everyone else who's trying to get there. Yeah. Like, imagine going to a load of actors who were just starting out and you go, basically, it's, uh, it's luck. <laughs> yeah. like, what's the point then? What's the point? Do you think people us? believe in bad luck more than good luck? Because there's, yeah, you know, there's days so. where you hit every red light just changes before you're like, oh, oh days. well, I mean, talk. I, I do sort of <laughs> believe in bad luck actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you're right. Yeah. Well, only because like, I was like Mr. Bean on this uh, uh, when I was doing this job. I got there and I got you know got the iPhone and it overheated one day you know it's because it's too it's just too hot it's like yeah, 35 yeah, yeah. degrees and it's gone put in a cool place or whatever anyway it just never came back on it was like nah no nah, it's too hot man wake me up in quarantine <laughs> yeah. so he died and i thought right this is no good even at cool down i tried to do update and all that sort of stuff not working so i need to work that's my job this week when in uh, in quarantine um so then i had to drive to a shopping center which is as you know an hour away mm. Destraland, is it called Destraland, it? yes mm. desperate land yeah. and uh got there got found a phone shop bought like the cheapest iphone you could like an iphone 5 or 6 or something yeah um second hand like uh so you know, and and again, I don't speak French. A lot of them don't speak English. You just English. let your funky music do the talking, don't you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so I buy, I buy one for like 200 quid. I'm like, right, yeah. okay, that'll do. Because, you know, I've got to be staying in touch with the kids and stuff. Anyway, come back. Had it for a day, Steve. Yeah. A day. Went out on a boat, which I'll tell you more about later. It was an absolute disaster, near-death experience. Really? Ooh. Yeah, I'll tell you about that later. Uh, there was a, a storm hit. It was like the perfect storm. And uh, and my phone got wet 
And I forgot, obviously, because I've not had a non-waterproof phone for a while. Oh, yeah, because they they the old ones weren't waterproof. The old ones were not very much not waterproof. And even in my pocket, just getting wet, died. I had, it day. I had to drive back to the same shopping centre and buy a second phone. The guy must have thought, who is this mentalist? <laughs> Bonjour! <laughs> just me again. Me, me again. again. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was... Uh, and, then I, and then I cracked the screen on the side of a, um, sand, side of a uh, mountain. You are Mr Bean. Honestly, it was an absolute. Did you get your head trapped in a turkey while you're trying to stuff it? (laughs) Manford. Now, this is a weird story, Steve. What's this? Not sure about this. Um, A woman snogged her dad live on air to win 500 quid. Oh, okay. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. This is not an absolute, by the way. Where was this? <laughs> okay, let's. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is. This is. Where in uh, the world? Where in the world was this? Um, I'm trying to see. Actually, it doesn't actually say what country it's in. Okay. Should we guess America? Yeah, I think we're going to guess America, aren't we? I'm going to guess America. Uh, father and daughter left radio presenters disturbed after going to extreme lengths to bag the cash prize in a bizarre game show. Uh, oh, Australian. Australian radio station Kiss uh, hosts the Kyle and Jackie show where one of the segments features a game called Boyfriend or Daddy. I mean... Mm, it's weird already. Already it's weird. What did you want to happen? What's wrong with people? <laughs> no. I mean, look, I know you're desperate for, for listeners and stuff, but, you know, we don't do that, do we, Steve? No. We're not Hello. getting people We're, on, are you? Give us a call idea, now. <laughs> we'll, tr- we'll try it next week. Boyfriend or Daddy. Girlfriend or mummy. Maybe we'll just mix it up a little bit. Yeah. The rules are simple. A female guest will bring a male companion into the studio and the two hosts have to guess whether the man is their partner or their dad. If they guess incorrectly, the woman wins the equivalent of about 550 quid. Okay, right. This week, 26-year-old Stacey brought along Nick, 49, and it was left to the presenters to figure out their true relationship. The pair presented the story that they were a couple, and the presenters grilled them on the details of their intimate lives, which we'll spare the details of, thank you. After they made it through the highly uncomfortable interrogation, Jackie O laid... uh, Jackie O? Not that one. Jackie O laid down one final challenge, saying, there's only one way to decide this. Would you guys be willing to give each other just a little kiss on the lips? Oh, dear. The pair moved in for a smooch, lasting a few seconds. As presenter Kyle says, they're fully kissing. They're making out. I'm locking in boyfriend without a doubt. It has to be boyfriend. It has to be, he says. It can't be father. No one kisses their father like that. The entire office behind them jumped to their feet as she says, the things we do for money, this is actually my father. My my boyfriend is going to be mortified. 250 quid each. I mean... You're better off setting a a, a, a camcorder up and falling on a path and (laughs) sending it to you being framed. And you don't even have to kiss your dad. No, he should have just gone, do you know what, have the money. I'll give you 500 quid. Yeah, do you know know what? (laughs) I'll give you 250 quid. I probably, probably, whatever job I've got in Australia, I probably earn that. So, yeah. In a and couple of weeks. Ne- and so. ne- that's, just, that's them weird for the rest of time now with each other. I mean, that's that. Ruin that. Yeah, that's Ugh. not... That's no just need. horrible. It's, you know, why do people do these things? I mean, I get it, money and stuff, but there's got to be a cut-off point where you go, no. Yeah, but it's that thing when they go, would you do this for a million quid? Would you do it for half a million quid? Yeah. It's 250 quid each. Yeah. They've gone in would pretty you- low on the bar there. Would I kiss my dad for for a million quid? I, I mean, I don't think I would. For a million te- quid, I'd kiss your dad. Yeah, you could kiss him. He's a, lov- <laughs> he's a 
he's a gentle lover by all accounts. But I think you know. Natasha tickle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I'm picturing you, my dad's talking. <laughs> I'll give you 500 quid to bleach my brain so I don't have to think about that ever Look, again. I'll give you 250 quid. <laughs> oh, don't kiss my dad, Steve. Let's see if I've still got his number here somewhere. I'll give him a text. <laughs> Is there a moustache emoji? Certainly something to bring up uh, when you do his speech at his funeral. <laughs> yeah, I'll bring it up. <laughs> we were lovers for many years. <laughs> Steve, it is an absolute stellar week for Hashtag Bin Chat. Uh, it's Hashtag Bin Chat. Hashtag Bin Chat. Hashtag Bin Chat. 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 What a week. What a week. It is Bin, Bin, Bin. Where have you been? Where have you really been? It's full Bin. Okay. Unbelievable. Um, there is East, East Lothian, uh, there's a review into bin collection to take place over delivery concerns. Okay. Uh, in Brighton and Hove, a communal bin rollout continues this week. Oh, uh, in this. York, Andy's bid to set record for world's fastest wheelie bin. Okay. And in Kent, Jill Leith is furious uh, that uh, the bin men took her... Uh, her wheelie bin in a dust cart and told her to pick it up in a Ford Fiesta. Oh, no. That's what do you want to hear more about out of those stories? Oh, I think the, the, the new bin trial. Do you, you want to hear about tri- the, the yeah. bin trial? You're thinking yeah. that rather than the world's fastest bin you've gone with? <laughs> yeah, because I think it's going to confuse people with different colours and, and all that. I think that's going to be problems. <laughs> I mean, the other one's just a bloke sat in a bin run down hill, isn't it? I There's mean, also- we'll get to it. I'm not saying we're not going to get <laughs> okay, to it. Fair enough, fair enough. There's uh, in Milton Keynes' new wheelie bin pilot scheme to be tested okay. on 3,000 Milton Keynes? Milton Keynes well, it's the yeah. land of dreams, isn't it? So It is. Anything land of happen. dreams and roundabouts. Was it no, no building higher than the tallest tree or something when they built it, I think? That is that what there. they said? Yeah, I, know I don't that. know if that still stands. Well, a new waste collection scheme will be piloted on 3,000 Milton Keynes homes in a bid to become a cleaner, greener and safer town. Okay. So that's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, that is good. Uh, residents will be provided with three bins replacing okay. black bags. Oh, well, they were just on black bags, were they? They were on black bags. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> what year is it? This isn't a, this isn't a pilot scheme. This is that's just not, stepping into the I'm... 80s. <laughs> that can't be right, can it? So they've got, yeah, they've, they've got what we've got, black, blue and a green one now. Yeah. Yeah, but, and the, but the, what's funny is that the MK citizen is is delivering this news like it's revolutionary. Instead, one bin will be for residual waste, a bin for paper, and a bin for all of the recycling, including glass, metal, wow. and plastics. Like, I can't even imagine this. <laughs> My brain's hurting. <laughs> for those homes unable to accommodate bins, boxes similar to the current blue box will be provided. Unbelievable what's well, going on in yeah, Milk. That's all happening in Milk. So, so it wasn't a new bin trial, it was basically standard bins. It's just what everyone else has done, yeah. yeah uh, let's okay. see what Andy's up to in York. I like that headline. Andy's bid to set record for world's fastest wheelie bin. Norris McWhorter must be thinking, I'm glad I don't do that anymore. Yeah, I don't know if he's yeah. still alive, to be fair. I don't think he is. It's but I mean, not, you to know. be fair. I mean, he was, he was about 80 in 1983, so... Yeah, but that's because we were young. He was probably about 42. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, an engineer is getting revved up to attempt to uh, set a new Guinness World Record near York this weekend okay. for the world's fastest wheelie bin. 
Andy Jennings has transformed his green household waste bin into a racing machine complete with a small motorbike engine, a gearbox, ignition, a bike seat, and steering from a mobility scooter. Okay. Uh, The design engineer who who lives with fiancé Emma Christie, I bet she's really into it as well. Yeah, she's not committed yet. Still fiancé, been a fiancé for a while. (laughs) I won't marry her, but it's just the the bin bin thing, you know. I've just got to get this bin thing There's three of us in this relationship, or five of us if you count the two recycling ones. (laughs) Uh, He's going to hop inside the rigged out bin this weekend in an attempt to set the record for world's fastest wheelie bin. The record bid will take place Sunday, uh, well today, Sunday, September 27th on Elvington Airfield. So, You'll hit it. You'll only hear this. Obviously, poor Adem will have to come into the studio if there's some horrendous accident. This will uh, go. <laughs> this won't be. This won't be on the air. This won't be on air. This will get yeah. whipped off. So uh, yeah. poor Adem will have to come in. Uh, make sure you Google that Adem. Uh, make sure you keep an eye on the uh, record attempt because I don't want to be laughing about it and then like it cuts to the news that I'm not even aware about. A man in York this week uh, was killed <laughs> yeah. in a wheelie bin accident. <laughs> yeah. Taking He's a mix, wheelie so. bin hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it's all that. What he was must, it? Do it, does it say what the current like, is exactly the information was. I'm going to tell you. Okay, he, uh, okay. he must reach more than 30 mile an hour in order to secure the milestone. And he's so confident he's going to manage it, he reckons he can get to a whopping 41 miles an hour right, during the is, practice. This run. is not going in. This is going to end badly. <laughs> he said, I'm feeling pretty excited but also fairly apprehensive. This has been a little while coming. I've been practising on a couple of open roads near my house. Well, that wouldn't free you out, would it? <laughs> During lockdown, he's, he's lost it. <laughs> In a wheelie bit. On the day, I'll be at an airfield, so I hope there's nothing untoward like a headwind. If I can get anything over 35 mile an hour, I'll be chuffed with that. Okay, I wanted to well, try something that had uh, not been done before, but there really wasn't much out there that hadn't already been attempted. Well, that's true. There's yeah, yeah. something for everything, isn't there? Um, ben has suffered an accident at work five years ago uh, where he broke his leg. Um, he's come through it. He's come through these things, and he, this is the next thing he wants to do. So fair enough, Andy. I get, I get that. You know, you've, you've had an accident. You've, something's happened in your life that you thought, you know what, life's too short. Yeah. Let's make it more dangerous yeah. by getting in a wheelie bin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but it's, it sounds like everyone's uh, pretty supportive. Um, Andy's attempt will be measured over a, a distance of 100 metres, which he will need to do twice up and down the airfield so that officiators can average out his speed. Mm, yeah, uh, There's a lot uh, that has to go right on the day, but I'm looking forward to it, and it'll certainly be an interesting day. Uh, to donate uh, to the charity that he's doing it for, go on the Just Give Insight and look for the fastest bin. Give him a quid. A bit of a mad week last week, Steve, over in uh, Guadeloupe. Mm. Lost so your phone like, and all that, didn't you? So, yeah, yeah, lost my phone. Um, but they had uh, they had two days off, so they do like a six day week and then they do a five day week. So we yeah. happened to be there on the uh, on the five day week. So we had Saturday, Sunday off. Eleven day fortnights, I think they call them. Oh, do they? Oh, there you go. You're, you're more telly than I am. So um, and so anyway, I was like, oh, that'd be good. We'll get, we'll do stuff. So what they were doing was on the on the day, the cast and crew and that they were hiring some boats. Oh, to, this um, is going to go wrong. <laughs> to uh, to go out to an island. There's like an island that, like not far off the off the coast, and just sort of like you know drink and have picnics and I'm mm, yeah. swimming the sea and mainly drinking though, isn't it probably? Yeah, it was really. And obviously, as you know, I don't really drink, so. No. Designated driver, really. Yeah. 
already, you know. I don't know what the rules are when it comes to leisure boats, when it comes to drinking and stuff like that, but who knows? Anyway, we got out there and it was very, it was a lot of fun. Never, I've never um, driven a boat before, but the guy who owned the boat just gave me the keys. Yeah, that's enough, isn't it? <laughs> it was literally like, there's the button off your pot, mate. No, but where's the button? <laughs> what happens to, is there an anchor or, do you, you know what you're doing, mate. It's just like a car. Is it? <laughs> It's very much not like a car, um, but it was a lot of fun. So these three boats, we drive over to this lovely island, and it is like, you know, it's like a bounty advert. Like, it's unbelievable. It's beautiful. Palm trees and coconut trees, and, um, oh, it's great. It's just Amazing. lovely. Yeah, lovely. We get over there, and I'm like, you can't get, you can never get rid of the dad bit of you, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm telling people that I've just met a couple of days ago, have you got sun lotion on? Like, yeah. I'm... I'm always worried about those things. Are you hydrated? Like I'm that I'm that guy. Yeah. But you know, boring, but I'll keep you alive. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. like a dull bear grills. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like a dull, boring bear grills, right? <laughs> so I get over there, we're having a lovely time. And um at one point there was another boat and they were like playing music and we were just all like dancing on the sand. <laughs> like it was oh, like some of an advert. It was great. Right. Yeah. It's like a DJ. And then um I sort of look out and uh, where our three boats were, oh, there was only two of them. Okay. They were supposed to be like anchored in. And uh, anyway, one of them was not anchored in. No. <laughs> and, it had, and it had gone. Uh, it was only about sort of 50 feet off the, uh, you know, from the uh, from the beach, but that's still quite far. Yeah. That's that's far. That's enough, so, isn't it? Yeah, so out of nowhere, um, uh, well, I'll just tell you who it was. Ralph Little, who's in this show that I can't tell you about. Don't Google it. Um, he <laughs> dives into the water um, with another fella, and they both swim out to the to to get the boat and bring it back. And we're like, "Oh, fine." And we see them on the boat, and we crack on having a boogie and having a dance. Back to dancing, guys. Back, Where back were we? Exactly. Have you got some cream on? Listen, <laughs> you need to drink some water. Let's That's dance. Me. Let's have a party. Jason's here. You want to put some shoes on because there's crabs around here and you could tread on them. The party. All right, fun sponge. <laughs> Don't stand under the coconut tree. They can kill you. They can. More accidents <laughs> under a coconut tree than anywhere else. <laughs> Guys, stay hydrated. So, I, um, anyway, we're only a couple of minutes and thinking, oh, I thought those guys would have been back by now. Mm. And look out, the boat is even further away. Oh, no. What's happened now? And Are right they on the, the boat? Have they got the, to the boat? They're on the boat and they're... They're, they're, they're into the sea and out at the sea I've never seen this before there's like these massive crashing waves oh it does turn doesn't it I, I remember when in I was in the sea though turn, not, yeah. not just at the beach they're in the sea oh, and it's only a little boat I think oh my god so you know what Steve I don't even put my own safety first I jump in the boat yeah I jump in oh, my boat. So you can say I was jumping the water, but you jump in the boat, yeah. No, no, I'm not that makes, That's a lot more sense. Swim <laughs> for and then just get, get there and go, right, what are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I jump in my boat and, yeah. and off I go. It's my boat, 30, yeah. 30 euros and it's yours. <laughs> exactly, it's mine for three hours. And uh, anyway, I get out there and just before the hit, these waves are like crashing, then a storm happens, like the perfect storm, like that film. Oh, uh, like dear. the rain's coming down. That's when, I, that's when my phone got broke. And um, I, have, I throw Ralph Little a rope and he ties mm. it to his boat and then I tow him back. What happened? Their engine just Their engine had just cut out. Something. Yeah, their engine had just cut out. Um, and they're probably trying to ring you as well, but obviously your phone weren't working. No, I was naked. Yeah. Um, so you know, you know me. I, I'm not a big head, Steve. But no, no. Would you say I saved Ralph Little's life? 
Um, well, I mean, it's feasible. Yeah, you could have done, couldn't you? I mean, could have, could have, like you said, it's choppy, could, perfect could storm. Could have gone wrong, could have it? anything. Could they could have drifted off and? Well, they'd have just gone to another Caribbean island, wouldn't they? Probably, but I mean, we're <laughs> <laughs> in Saint Lucia. Oh, we're in Saint Lucia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I asked a question on my social media the other day: uh, was uh, if anyone had ever saved a, a celebrity's life, or even just helped one out? You know, it doesn't have to be as heroic as as what I did. You know, not no. everyone can has got the Baywatch music playing in their heads. No, um, as they're uh, you know sailing out. You didn't to, really to have see. to put the the bikini on, though. I mean, there was no need for that. No, I just thought it'd be fun. Well, that's good, doesn't it? <laughs> so, uh, we've got some absolute crackers coming up very shortly on Absolute Radio. Sunday mornings, 8 till 11. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. It, it might not be a saving life, it might just be helping him out. I mean, Gillian Hart said, My mum nearly ran Peter Kay over when he was filming Phoenix Nights. We lived right near it at the time, and he walked straight out onto the road in a dressing gown with a towel on his head. What? Okay. She nearly ran him over. In I Farnworth. Mean, yeah, that doesn't sound like... Well, you were in... Do you remember that day? Yeah. You were in Phoenix No, Nights. I don't remember. remember that day PT nearly got run over by Gillian no. Tom. Maybe it was Max and Paddy. Might have been, yeah. Um, although that doesn't, that's not the same thing, Gillian. You can't put a, a celebrity's life in danger. Yeah, that's, that's you endangering someone <laughs> yeah. and then going, well, I, I, I didn't run him over, so I think I saved his life. Yeah, I think so. That's like um, when you were in school and people used to push you and go, tell your mum to save your life. That's I like did, that. I did that about three times this week for no reason. That came back did into you? my head. Yeah, I did it about three times to uh, Kelvin uh, Fletcher. Just He stood near the pool, just give the little push and, and then pull back. Tell, tell your mum to save your life. <laughs> classic, classic. Um, Kaylee says, no, Jason, but Jason Donovan saved my life. Oh, this is nice. I ran across the road away from my mum to see him when I was about seven and he walked me back across the busy road to my mum. Oh, that's nice. That's, that's nice, nice, isn't it? And Joe Smith said, Robson and Jerome saved my little sister from being crushed against some railings while we were waiting for them to sign an album in Newcastle. They got oh. one of their security guards to lift her over uh, the fence so that we yeah, were get that lassie over here. Like that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, look, she's going to get crushed against She's going to get crushed here, man. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, so that's already we're, we're up there look at that Peter Kay Robson and Jerome Jason Donovan this is the sort of level I'm after Jason Manford Absolute Radio where real music matters some people have saved celebrities lives some people have had their lives saved by celebrities but even the mundane ones I'm, I'm into as well it doesn't have to be that stellar you know uh, so Steve I've got a few here okay um, who do you want to hear about I've got Rag and Bone Man David yeah. Essex Alistair Campbell and Nick Knowles uh, well I mean I'm going to go Nick Knowles win? first and then I want David Essex <laughs> Okay, all right. Emma Christie says, um, I had to explain uh, roll bolts to Nick Knowles in, a, in our B&Q Supercentre in Chester once. He did not have any clue... Didn't know what uh, they were? ..what they were and uh, what he needed. To be fair, I was only 19, and he listened and he took my advice, so fair play to him. Oh, that's good. Did, <laughs> that's did you save his life? <laughs> no, I've sort Just of... Just helped him out. Helped I sort of said, yeah, have you helped one out? Have yeah. you helped a celebrity out? Because not, and you know, if I, if he'd I said... He'd gone straight on the set of um, DIY SOS, wouldn't he, oh, as well, and gone. With the knowledge. You need a roll boat there. Hey? Yeah. <laughs> roll boat. Never have a roll boat. Idiot. We said it's DIY, man. <laughs> dear, oh, dear. <laughs> so that's... Uh, so that's him. That's Nick Knowles. And then yeah. you want David Essex. David Essex, yeah. please. Lorraine Jones says, when I worked on board the hovercrafts, 
Uh, David Essex wow. was so travelling. The beginning of the story is Ho- brilliant. Already. When I worked on board the hovercraft. Hovercraft. David Essex was travelling to France and I accidentally dropped a tray of drinks onto his lap when we hit a big wave. Mm. I was helping him out, mopping up the mess, until I realised I was rubbing his groin area. Oh, dear. I apologised profusely and then ran out, hid, and nearly died of embarrassment. Oh, me clothes don't <laughs> let me go. Rub oh. my groin, it's all wet. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, yep. no. That was a big wave, Lorraine Jones. Um, good one. And what else have we got? We've got uh, Rag and Bowl Man. Let's go Rag and Bowl Man. Uh, I worked at a post office and served Rag and Bowman, says Katie, uh, Katie Black. He was sending a load of parcels and I was a little starstruck and I put them mm. through. Oh, well, he's only human. <laughs> he's only human. He'll tell you that himself. Don't put the blame on him, though. Don't, no, it's not his fault that no. he's got loads of stuff to send. No. I imagine <laughs> yeah. it was like like metal and stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. He's right, it's scrap iron, yeah. Just any old iron, isn't it? Um, yeah. She said, I put them through as small parcels. After he paid and left, I realised they were actually medium parcels. Yeah, and then he went, don't put your blame near me. <laughs> <laughs> that was literally your fault, Katie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want uh, them to not get sent, so I took the loss and I made up the difference myself. Oh, that's nice. That's, that's nice, nice, isn't it? Yeah. So I didn't save his life, but I did save him a few quid. Well, if Rag and Bowman's listening, maybe you should go back into that post office and uh, yeah. you know, reimburse her. I'm only human, Katie Black. There's yeah. a postal order for you. <laughs> this is Jason Manford. This is Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. I'm going to just keep giving you names of celebrities and you just tell me which ones you want to hear okay, in what order, okay. right? So uh, we've got Theopafetus, Ronan Keating... Mm. Uh, Maxi Jazz from Faithless. Okay. And uh, the footballer Nanny. I'll go Nanny first. Okay. Nicola Beale. My husband once helped out footballer Nanny, who had a flat tyre on his Bentley and couldn't change the wheel. (laughs) (laughs) First world problems. He offered my hubby money as a gesture as his thanks. My husband refused. I bet he was like ridiculous, like two grand as well. Like, <laughs> yeah, just is that enough? Mate, is this what tyres cost? I don't know what tyres are. How much does it cost to blow a tyre at two grand? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, listen to this for yeah. a turn. My husband refused, but said, um, "Maybe send us some a couple of tickets to one of the matches instead." Yeah. Nanny took our address, but never sent anything. Oh, bad nanny. Bad nanny. Bad nanny. Where, I don't mm. know where where uh, nanny plays now. Is no, he still, I don't know he's where he's not still now. at United, is he? I think he's, no, I don't think so. I think he's got his Portuguese well, lad, isn't he? Well, wherever wherever he is, I hope. Oh, he's in major. We don't get a flat tyre because he's got yeah. previous. <laughs> this is MLS now. You're brave, aren't you? Driving a Bentley as well around Manchester. Crikey. Yeah. That's not a. I remember um, there's a lovely a lovely story that Billy Connolly tells about when he he bought a Rolls Royce. When he first like made it, yeah, he bought a Rolls Royce, and he said um, he basically had it for two weeks. It was on Parkinson. He was saying, uh, he said I had it for two weeks. <laughs> he said, and Parkinson says, why did you why did you get rid of it, Billy? And he said, he says nobody in Glasgow would let me out of a junction. No, of course they won't. No. <laughs> Sat there in a, in, a, in a Rolls Royce. No one's letting you out. No, not coming out at all. Um, who have we got? So we got Ronan Keaton. Theo. Trans- I'll go Theo. Oh, next. you want Theo? Theo. Craig yeah. Webster. Not glamorous, Jace, but uh, changed Theo Pafetus' toilet on his yacht because he'd smashed it. 
He seemed grateful that he didn't have to hang over the side of the boat anymore. Oh, I'm out on that one. I'm out, I'm out, yeah, I was just about to say. I'm out on that one. Um, how's he smashed his toilet? What's I don't know. I don't like to think about it. I don't want to think about Theopathetus doing such a large... No, that he smashed know, his... Maybe he was counting his money and it just snapped underneath him. <laughs> maybe that's what happened, yeah. yeah. Um, I was in a, a bar, a beach bar the other day in uh, Guadeloupe and uh, really needed a wee. <laughs> and this guy said, I went, hi, mate, have you got any toilets? And he just pointed at the sea. Oh, that happened a lot there. I know. <laughs> I was like, that. I was in no toilet. He went, there is the sea. This is like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I was there when I, at the hotel. And I was like, we're in the sort of beach bar bit. I was like, where are the toilets? So I went, there's one at reception, there's one in the restaurant. These things are all closed because of COVID. Yeah. Or there's any corner. That's what she said. So I went, any <laughs> oh, corner. Okay. That's not what you want to hear, is it? No. Right. More people uh, saving and helping celebrities coming up next. We've now got to a point where uh, somebody just helped Nick Knowles out in B&Q. Find their- <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's all, no. you know, that, no. that's saving his job, isn't it? Because he could have turned up, like I said, at DIY SOS. Oh, they wouldn't have known what a, a raw bolt was. And he would no. have, yeah. He, would have been more he might have died of shame. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so let me uh, let me give you another selection of. Uh, okay. Hold on, that was me dropping my phone. I don't know what's oh, Another one. <laughs> <laughs> that was a night. All right, I'm on phone. Ah, yes, yeah, me again. <laughs> uh, right, so I'm going to go with. Okay. Sylvester McCoy. Mm-hmm. Graham Swan. Yeah. Robbie Coltrane. Right. Or Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen. <laughs> right. I'm going to go. Um, <laughs> who was the first one again? The first one. Sylvester, <laughs> Sylvester McCoy. McCoy. Sylvester McCoy, please, first. Right. And Judith, then I'll have Robbie Coltrane. Judith Simpson. Yeah. I helped Sylvester McCoy find a chippy after he completed a theatre show in Aberdeen. My friend and I had been enjoying a night out and got chatting to him. He was really looking for a deep fried Mars bar, I seem to recall. Very surreal. Was he? I disappointed if. Uh, Sylvester McCoy's after Seems it. unlikely. That does seem unlikely. But, you know, I'm, who am we well, to say? Hey. Well, talking of that, what, what was Robbie Coltrane after? <laughs> <laughs> Kitty says, I was in a cafe at the Edinburgh Festival and Robbie Coltrane asked me the time. Pre-mobile phone days, this was. He ran off saying he was meant to be on stage any minute. Oh, well, that's not good, is it? No. I don't think he ran off either. No. What time is it? Oh, uh, man. Uh, no, that's... Yeah. So that's, uh, that's Robbie Coltrane and uh, Sylvester McCoy, both uh, Scottish-based um, stories yeah. there. Yeah. Um, was it the one, Henry Kelly? No. <laughs> <laughs> Graham Swan. Graham Swan. Yeah. Cricket, sir. Yeah. Uh, Nicky Williams says, I helped Graham Swan find and select breast pads in mother care. Okay. I didn't even work there. I was just shopping. I'm just helping out. Just what open out. Okay, Lawrence Lillian and Bowen, please, because this is going to be a good <laughs> That is embarrassing, isn't it, when you're in a, a shop and... I don't know why it's embarrassing, but it is when somebody thinks you work there and... Yeah, you've just got the you, wrong colour... You've just got the wrong colour polo shirt on, haven't you? Sometimes. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Do you help them out or do you say, I don't work there? Well, if it's mother care, everyone's an expert, aren't they? You know well, what I mean? that's true, yeah. Other, true. other mums and other dads are all like, is, is it first one? Here's some yeah. tips. Everyone's going to tell you, everyone's going to oh, give you loads God. of tips. Everyone's yeah. going to give you loads of tips. Just ignore them. <laughs> but while I've got you, get yeah. this. <laughs> uh, Sarah Willoughby says, I had to pay for Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen's cab in Blackpool. Oh, as... hang on. This isn't good. <laughs> Not unlike the Queen, he doesn't carry cash. Oh, Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen doesn't. I think more cash. more likely, 
he hasn't got any cash. <laughs> yeah. You know that story about Paul McCartney and taxes? Do you know if that's true or not? What's that one? He always pays with the cheque. OK, well... I, I, so they I've never heard... cash it, because obviously it's got yeah. Paul McCartney's signature on it, it's a 10 quid tab, cab ride. So I've heard... Uh, that must be an urban myth, then, because yeah, I've heard it about... Yeah, I think about, it is. I've heard it about Jack Charlton in Ireland. OK. And he, and he used Maybe to he sign just when he was Paul the Island McCartney. manager. Although I did hear... This is a, this is a, a name drop from... I don't even know where this name drops come from. 1996? I, I once interviewed Quincy Jones, the yes. legendary producer, Michael Jackson yeah. producer, and he used to go for dinner with um, Pablo Picasso right. in France, right? And he told me this story that, he would, that Pablo Picasso would get to an end of a meal, lick a plate clean, and then sign it, like do a little like dawdle on it. Dawdle? Is that the word? Doodle. <laughs> do a little doodle on it and then sign it, Pablo Picasso. There you go, that'll pay for dinner. What, so he just signed the plate? Yeah, he just used to sign the plate. Did he have a special pen that would stay on plate? I, I, I guess if you... Or if they have to go and glaze it and stuff? <laughs> Maybe he had a special pen. Maybe he had just had a Sharpie in 1945. Yeah, but he'd work with ceramics probably, wouldn't he? He's an artist, yeah. so he works with all mediums. So he'd be able to, yeah, he must, maybe he had a special pen. But also, well, when, I, when I first heard that story, yeah. I just couldn't quite work... I just couldn't believe that Pablo Picasso was alive at the same time as... Yeah, he's about 1996 he died or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, 1973 it was. Yeah. But he was born in 1881. But does that mean everyone else at the, at the rest of the table would have to pay it? Well, hang on, I'm Quincy Jones. <laughs> well, sign a plate then. <laughs> Do me a song. Do us a CD. Do us a CD <laughs> at the plate, or you're paying for your meal. And do you know what? He's only signed that main plate, so he's still paying for the starters and he's paying for the dessert. <laughs> sign a wine bottle, quick. <laughs> I've just Googled the Pablo Picasso, Quincy Jones thing just to see yeah. if he's mentioned it. I, I didn't presume that he'd only told me. A little secret between you and him. <laughs> yeah, I thought, he must, have, he must have told other people this story. It can't just be me. Um, it's even weirder than what I just said. Go on, what, what's, right. what's weirder? So, um, so they were living in Cannes and Pablo Picasso was uh, like a neighbour of Quincy Jones. And... Uh, they used to go for dinner with his wife and fr friends and stuff like that. Um, P Picasso's party joined Jones and they enjoyed the restaurant's uh, sole menu, like a fish dish. Mm, yeah. um, according to Jones, when Picasso was done with his fish, he pushed the plate of bones into a window to dry for a bit, then carefully arranged them on his plate and drew on them with a marker, with different coloured oh, markers. That's a lot better, though. The end result was a neat little Picasso design. When the cheque for the meal came, Picasso gave the waiter the plate of decorated fish bones instead of cash. Mm. And according to Jones, the bones were on the restaurant's wall by the next day. Oh, that's good. So it works, then? So it does work. I might try that. What if I yeah, try that in Nando's? Okay. Yeah, well, I think you've got to be an artist. <laughs> Maybe to well, get away with it. What if I, what if I, uh, what if I write a joke... Um, yeah, out try that. Write a joke on it. It's got to be one of your jokes, though. You can't bones. just write someone else's joke. No, no, you just take a marker pen. And just write a plate. <laughs> Get a plate. Imagine, yeah. imagine I'm just sat in our local Italian here and then when I finish my dinner, I just go... There you go. Get, get the bread and then just go... Two right. nuns. Two nuns on a back. <laughs> there you go. Pop down on the wall. What's this? Uh, <laughs> that's that's the... for payment, isn't it? For the, you know, for the payment. Yeah. Mm, no, we we just accept cash here. Lock, lock the doors. We just accept. 
<laughs> what, what about just a joke on, on one of your plates? No, and actually you owe us more money now because you've sport one of our plates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll never get that marker out. Yeah, do you know these expensive these plates are? <laughs> Now, uh, we um, each week now, Steve, these emails are coming in. We've got four oh. this week. Four? Oh. Four. We need to get somebody to look through these because I haven't got I time. Be, I no. can't be looking. Mm. I, I must say, out of the four, one of them um, is a complaint. Oh, is <laughs> so, it? Okay. Oh, yeah. That's not a bad ratio. We're 25%. Exactly. And actually, it's the first complaint we've had, oh, really. Okay. So What's, What have we done? Um... Well, what do you want? I've got a complaint or I've got some hypothetical questions? Oh, I'd rather have the hypothetical questions. Right, let's do hypothetical questions. <laughs> and then uh, we, might, we might deal with the complaint afterwards. So if you want to send us some hypothetical questions or you want to say hi, then you can email me on uh, jason at absoluteradio.co.uk. If you've got a complaint to make, uh, it is bush on the radio at absoluteradio.co.uk. That's it. Uh, and uh, just, just say... I prefer to be called Andy uh, when uh, when dealing with complaints. Yeah, just, complaints, yeah. That's just, that's he's just, the guy who runs the complaints department. Yeah, yeah. He's, just say, dear he's Andy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so here we go. Here's a hypothetical question. This has come from Nick Cook West. He's in okay. Greenhithe in Kent. Um, okay, first one. Okay, Doug. Would you accept a £30,000 a week job offer, Steve? Let, well, that, that's not what the job is, isn't it? Well, yeah. this is the job. Okay, where you job. get paid to sit in a pitch black room yeah. and do nothing for eight hours a day. Oh. Uh, what, is, is there no like, sound nothing. or nothing? Just complete. There's no sound. Yeah, and no you can't smell. go to sleep. I can't go to sleep. No, you're not having a doze. You're working, mate. You're at work. Well, well I, yeah, but what, what's my job? Just sitting, sitting in a darkened in that room. room. I mean, I might nod off. No, you're not allowed. You wouldn't, is you wouldn't. somebody going to wake me up if I nod off? So they're, How would they're they know I'm in the dark? Maybe there's cameras, uh, like night okay. cameras. Okay. Oh, you work there now, do you? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm your boss. Okay. Right, Steve, uh, uh, welcome to the company. Okay, um, well, it's great. Now, it's, it's, a hell of a, it's a hell of a wage on this. It's yeah. £30,000 a week. Well, that sounds amazing, really yeah. good. I couldn't find a yeah. website for this place anyway. What, what's, no, what's no. Um, it's, uh, is it on it's the dark gone. web? It's, it's on the dark web. It's <laughs> very good. Um, uh, basically, the £30,000, what I need you to do is, okay. there's a little room here. Uh, if you yeah. go through, if you just go through that room and you'll oh, find a chair. It's a bit dark in here. Where's the light? Uh, no, there isn't any light in here, I'm afraid. There's no light in here? That's the okay. job. What have I, I've got a chair. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can sit. You can sit. That's what Nick says. He says you can sit in a pitch black room. Okay. And uh, and it's and I'll see you in eight hours. Yeah. Okay. See you in eight yeah. hours. <laughs> yeah. Don't do. But don't do anything. I'm not going to. I can think, can't I? I can. Can I sing? Uh, mm, <laughs> would you sing at, at any of our other jobs? Uh, well, when I was on a cruise ship, I used to sing. <laughs> <laughs> when you work for rail track, you have a little sing yeah. song. Well, I was in office on my own, so did you have a little sing? <laughs> Maybe a little, uh, well, I can, yeah. Can I take I my phone sing. in with me? All right. Uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> just checking. Just, I'm just checking that all the... Okay, so I've just got to sit in a room for eight hours. Do I get fed? You can have a, a half an hour lunch. And can I eat it outside? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can eat that in the, oh, in the cafeteria. That's just, just yeah, four ca- hours. Yeah, but the cafeteria's uh, dark as well. Oh, I've been there. Down in the dark, I've been there. It's good. Yeah, it's exactly. Really good, you just have to touch the food and see. Okay. Uh, so. Yeah, okay. Where do I sign? Um, I don't I mean, think No, I, don't. I mean, literally, where do I sign? I can't see a thing. <laughs> Jason. 
music matters. Steve Edge is sat in the dark uh, for 30 grand a week. She's got me a new job. Hours <laughs> a day. Um, to be honest, I mean, as a, as a dad, I often go and sneak away and sit in the dark. Yeah, <laughs> I go nice, sit on the loofah. Just sit in the dark and just go. I can be 40 minutes sometimes. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? Know. I think people, I say people, I think women think it, that's all doing, you know, doing yeah. what you're going in there for, but it's not, no. is it? No. It's pretty much over. Same length of time as them, but then you just like to just relax a bit. Just relax. Check your phone, just... read a book. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Um, okay, Nick's got a couple more uh, hypothetical oh, questions, okay, Steve. Good. good. I like Nick's questions. They're good. Yeah. Like, I'll go with this one, because the other one's money-based as well, so we'll, we'll, we'll okay. go with this one that's just slightly different. He says, because you're a meat eater, aren't you, Steve? Yeah. And, and I am as well. But he says, if animals could talk mm. and communicate, even in a basic or intelligent manner, mm. would you still eat meat? Mm, yeah, well, as long as I, Well, it's the argument, isn't it? Because obviously I like animals anyway, but I still yes, eat them. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't see them, you know, frolicking across a field, you know. No. So I w- would I see them talking? I mean, is he saying, would they knock at my door? If I was like, I'm having lamb tonight, and there's a knock at the door, and there's a spring lamb there going, all right, so uh, yeah. Yeah, you asked for lamb, did you? I mean, I'd yeah. say I'm, I'm all right, I'm vegan now. Oh, that, would you? Oh, if a lamb knocked on my door. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I know what you mean. I, I don't know. It depends what they would. It depends what they'd say, to be honest. Well, I if mean, they yeah. were, you know, if they were Imagine rude. Imagine a chicken would be an idiot, wouldn't he? Yeah, whatever, exactly. whatever he's got to say, it'd be stupid. <laughs> absolute absolute drivel, wouldn't it? Yeah. Get uh, on the. Oh, shut up, just man. Get on the rotisserie. Yeah. I mean, they did, I know. So, yeah, I'd just eat the, the thick animals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if they've not got anything useful to say and they're not adding anything to the conversation. Yeah. And I don't know which are the clever animals and which are the. I mean,. When you think about a cow, you just think of moo and like yeah. slow and punk, but they might be really intelligent. I don't know. I've, I've never. But what if, like, what if, what if you were like walking through a field, mm. and and a cow said, "Steve, yes, hello, <laughs> hello, hello, uh, do you eat beef?" I'll stop drinking the groundies in the morning. <laughs> do you eat beef, Steve? Uh, uh, me? No. Mm. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. You've got a burger in your hand. <laughs> Seems insensitive. Uh, I'm just carrying this for someone else. So they could eat it. I don't know what they're going to do with it. <laughs> what I'm if just... a cow said to you, what if a, a cow with its beautiful eyes? Yeah, oh, they have got lovely eyes. Got gorgeous eyes, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> what if it looked you in your... Oh, you've also got beautiful eyes. Thanks. What if it looked you in your beautiful eyes and said, don't kill me. No, that's what I, I wouldn't. That's what I'm saying. I couldn't. Don't I mean, eat me, Steve. I won't, Mister Cow. I'm really sorry. And, and don't eat the, things, the pigs either. Uh, I thought you didn't go on with the pigs. They never put mm. you in the same field. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, listen. It's that's between you, lot. I don't need to know. <laughs> I don't need to know who gets on with who on the farmyard. Uh, you know. Help yourself to the chickens, though. They're thick. <laughs> really? I did think that. I yeah. did think that. All right. Absolutely. Take care, Mister Cow. Bye bye. See you, pal. <laughs> Sunday mornings, 8 till 11. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. As I said earlier, uh, you can email us uh, at the site. It's jason at absoluteradio.co.uk. Um, and, of course, what's happened, Steve, is mm-hmm. obviously we get nice, lots of nice people, lots of lovely compliments yeah. for the show. Invariably, you're going to get the odd complaint. 
Oh, okay. What it's was the uh, what was the problem? What, what did what did what did we do? I've got to say, Steve, I can't help feeling that this complaint has gone from like naught to hundred. Okay. For what it actually is, I realise we're living in sensitive times. Mm. I realise we've got to be careful about certain things. But this show, you know, this show, it's just a, it's a bit of a laugh. There's we're never any malice. About, yeah. yeah, we're trying not to mention the massive elephant in the room, and we're exactly. just having a bit of fun, aren't we? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but anyway, this person has disregarded that. <laughs> so, you okay, know, cool, anyway. cool, cool. So last week, if you remember, uh, I was talking about uh, setting up a football team, like for sort of just to keep healthy and keep mm-hmm. active and sort of get a WhatsApp group going with a load of mates that I've not seen for ages and, and have a bit of banter and a bit of fun. And, uh, and But I wanted to come up with a name for funny this football. Name. A funny, funny name, name for a team, wasn't it? Yeah. That's all it was. Just a, 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 a nice, a fun, solid radio topic right here's the complaint oh dear i was going to do a voice then but i'm not going to because otherwise i think i might add fuel to the fire i've just heard you i'm not going to do that um i've just heard you on the radio on sunday morning and you've been asking people for a name for your sunday football team okay so far so good okay i feel this is very irresponsible of you to be promoting idea of creating your own football team in the middle of a pandemic Okay, I mean, you well, know, you, so, but, uh, no, but you could you can argue that everything's unimportant in the middle of a pandemic. Of you? course, of course, yeah. and also you know you can only go by the government guidelines. Yeah, and if the government guidelines at the moment are saying it's all right to play five aside, then mm. then it's all right to play five aside. You can't, you yeah. can't, we, we can only do these things as and when they. Become I mean, rules. we shouldn't really be doing this radio show and having a laugh in the middle of a pandemic. If we were doing, <laughs> yeah. you could use it for everything. I know, I know. You've just got to try and crack on a little bit, best you can, haven't well, you? this is what this person says. Okay. Given your position in society, Jason... What's your position in society? <laughs> well, I'm pretty lofty, aren't I? Yeah, you are pretty lofty. Pretty we saved Ralph Little's life last week, didn't you, say? I mean, that's, that's the sort of... Uh, yeah, OK. You know, that's, that's me. That's uh, Given the pos- your position in society, where you can be making a difference and you can influence people... Mm-hmm. I didn't know I could, but Are you an you. influencer now? I'm an influencer now, yeah. OK, cool. Um, I feel you have a duty to do the right thing in the right... Uh, if I don't understand this bit. I feel you have a duty to do the right thing in the right thing. Oh, and the right thing, this is what the most supposed to say, is definitely not encouraging people to go out and socialise. Well, you weren't, were you? You were just trying to come up with a name of your funny just, just team. Just funny names, yeah. Anyway, I mean, yeah. I didn't come up with uh, Eat Out to Help Out. That was the government. No. No. Uh, it is this sort of behaviour which is fueling the current spike and is essentially, this is the bit that gets me, this is the only reason I've read this out, and is essentially tantamount to manslaughter. Tantamount to manslaughter. It's a Great bit name much, for a band. Isn't it? Isn't it? I think I saw them at Six Music <laughs> on the uh, Great name for a band. Six Music stage. But I'm going to go yeah. over there and watch Tantamount to Manslaughter. Oh, they're good then. Yeah, they're great, they're great. Uh, they supported Blood on Their Hands last week. Yeah. <laughs> Position in society are on uh, at half ten, and uh, yeah. <laughs> lofty, <laughs> lofty. Uh, I know. Then, then this weird thing happens in this complaint where they say, "I know this sounds a bit too far," and personally, I would not agree with that sentence. But that but could I'm be seen say as anyway. an extreme view. Yeah, like I'm not, I, that thing I just said. I'm not saying that's right, yeah, but I've but said it. I'm just saying I've, I've said it, and I could have deleted it, but I haven't, <laughs> and now I'm going to send it. <laughs> I hope you to see. I hope you see the error of your ways okay. again. Another brilliant band name. Yeah, 
Um, <laughs> we've got a full festival here. I mean, we can't have a festival because there's a pandemic going yes, on. So why are you making joke names about festivals? Uh, and you start taking this virus seriously because obviously yeah. I've not been taking it. Because that's what you need, more people to be taking it seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. not just having a laugh on everyone the radio just, on the Everyone's such a laugh about it, isn't they? The oh, my God. I know, exactly. Yeah. The telly on. It's such a laugh, in it, this virus? So um, I'm thinking, off the back of that, I'm thinking... Yeah. Um, for the football, well, t- for the yeah. football team, yeah, I'm thinking you could use that as the name, couldn't you? Well, I was thinking Man Manslaughter United, and then just no. have Man. I could even I could make it shorter, couldn't I? Man, Man no, you United. Oh, no, Man, Man, Manford funny. Slaughter United, yeah. Oh, because actually, also Manford Slaughter, when you look at it a different way, it says Manford's Man's laughter. laughter, Manford's laughter, Man's laughter FC. Your, there you go. There's your. Uh, there's your oh, thing. There's your team. Man's laughter. That's what I'm going to do. Don't do it, eh? Because there's a pandemic going on. No, I won't do that. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do it. It's very serious. And it is very serious, of course. But at the same time, you have to find things to laugh at, guys. Mm. You have to. Jason Manford. Absolute radio. Where real music matters. Okay, here we go. So we're going to do our last people who've helped celebrities in what has turned out to be quite mundane situations. Yeah, but that's what we want. But I love it. I love it. So I'm going to just rattle through who we've got, right? We've got Dave Allen, Tommy Cooper, Ross Kemp, Steve McDonald, The Fonz, Cliff Richard, Lionel Richie, Ricky Atten's wife, (laughs) Chico, David Essex again, Jim Bowen, Christopher Lee, and Sir Alex Ferguson. Right. I, I want to hear all of them, but I just because there's such a glut of new good ones, I'm going to go David Essex again. David Essex again. Yeah. Pamela says, we gave David Essex the toll money for his bike to get through the Dartford crossing when we were behind him in the queue and he'd lost his change. I still remember my mum swooning. His eyes were so sexy. Oh, see, David Essex, right, Fonzie, what's Fonzie done? Fonzie, Fonzie's a good one, actually. Uh, This is, uh, this is Nicky, Nicky Stenhouse. Uh, I pointed the Fonz to the butter in Tesco Metro in Liverpool when he was up there doing panto. He asked me if it was spreadable. If it says spreadable, does that mean it's still butter? Mm-hmm. Well, e- <laughs> that's what he did. They went, do it, do it. Go on, Getting do in, it, my it. office. Why are you going in the toilets? Why are you going to the toilets? Your office is the toilet. Why are you 45 hanging around with these I teenagers? I don't understand what's going on. Where's Ralph Malf? James Hill says, uh, my wife helped pick Lionel Richie off the floor on a flight from LA when he sat down and missed his seat. Was he been dancing on the ceiling? <laughs> That's probably what happened. He's a bit like that, isn't he? Janine Baston says, I helped Jim Bowen choose a tie. Not life-saving, but it was pretty important. Well, it's pretty important. Once you work yeah. in a tie shop and he came in and said, oh, I've got this one. It's great, smashing super. Smashing great. Yeah. Uh, Richard says... It's great, uh, smashing super. Not that one. That's rubbish. <laughs> Richard Honeyford says, I once found Sir Alex Ferguson's mobile at a golf club I worked at in the early noughties, handed it at the re- to the receptionist, and when he came to collect that evening, he bought me a beer at the bar to say thank you. Oh, that's nice. He's a nice fellow. How did she nice. know it was his phone? Did she go through all the contacts and just like Beckham? <laughs> Giggsy. Giggsy. <laughs> soft lead. lad. Soft lad? Who's soft lad? <laughs> wonder which one that is. Uh, there's a Tommy Cooper story. Leslie used yeah, to Tommy uh, give Cooper Tommy story. Cooper, uh, fairly often, a lift home from our pub in Chiswick after he'd had a couple of ales of an evening. A real gentleman he was. Interestingly, where I live in Twickenham, there's a pub mm. at the bottom of my road and everybody always says, oh, that's, uh, that was Tommy Cooper's local. The, the Rifleman, the pub's called. Oh, right, but There's yeah. one called The Anglers next to what used to be Teddington Studios, and they say that was his local. It's a bit like Hemingway in Madrid. Like, 
I think yeah. everyone was his local. Like, <laughs> there he's in Chiswick drinking as well. I think he had a lot of locals. Yeah, because he lived in Chiswick, didn't he? So, um, so that sounds sounds likely. Um, and uh, let's finish on let's finish on a cracker. Sarah Loft says, "When I was little, we were on holiday in Lanzarote with my dad. Uh, when my dad went to help someone get their petrol cap off the car, hmm. turns out it was Ross Kemp. Oh, I mean, he's quite a tough bloke, isn't he?" Couldn't get the petrol cap off. Couldn't get the petrol cap cap off his car, yeah. and he's hanging around with. It. I hope those people in those gangs don't find out. Yeah, Ross, yeah, Ross Kemp on petrol caps. <laughs> What's I'd going on that? here? Why does this not come off? <laughs> Just turn it, mate. Put key and turn it. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for all your uh, messages this morning on social media over the last few days uh, of your uh, mundane celebrity experiences. Matters. Thanks for joining us this morning on Absolute Radio. Hope that uh, you've had a nice time. Hope you have a lovely Sunday. What have you got planned today, Steve? Well, I'm out of quarantine, uh, so I'm going to... Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm out. It's my first day of freedom. So I'm going to uh, go to like, a track place and watch my son play with trains. Oh, that'll be nice. That'll be nice. That's I'm uh, I'm in quarantine and still yeah. at this sort of uh, enjoyable stage where I'm... Yeah, I think it's going to be a laugh. I can't go to the shops. Love, I've quarantined, aren't I? So, um, yeah, but I think that will quickly get to my wife getting back from work and going, why is T not ready? Yeah, well, I've just just taken a new job when I'm in a dark room for eight hours, so you've got problems. (laughs) Start on Monday. I I can't make your tea, sweetheart. Can't make it. It's COVID, isn't it? I can't touch it. If I touch it, I'm going to have to eat this now. (laughs) You've just had yours. I know, but I'm I'm just following all the rules. rules. I don't think this is one of the rules. Uh, I think it is. It's on the government website. Uh, so stay safe and, uh, you know, wash your hands and do all that. And, and, and also do check the government website for your area because it, it, it is changing by the day, wherever you are. I just found out a couple of new things about Stockport uh, literally today. So um, do keep checking it and uh, and just get through it. And if you need to listen to the podcast, if you need to send us an email, jason at absoluteradio.co.uk. Do your best to, uh, to you know, ring your friends and have a chat with them because everyone's uh, still in this same boat. All right, lots of love. Enjoy your Sunday. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio.